Hi, this is Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder. And this is Shondaland Revealed, the official Shondaland podcast for TGIT and the fine company Shondaland. And that's Shonda with the land, which puts me probably as the land, I guess, if she's Shonda, which makes sense. But um, anyway, we're back. It's great to be talking to you guys. And I have the most awesome guest who I've known like probably longer than almost any other person we've done this with and who we just love and who anything she says we do. The most amazing Chandra Wilson, who of course plays Dr. Miranda Bailey on Grey's Anatomy. And it's been a long time thing that pretty much if you tell us to do it, it's usually a good idea. The things I learn when I come and sit on the couch. <laughs> I'm just going to put that in the back put of my the back mental of Rolodex it's right like, there. Chandra's got really good instincts and she comes to us and she, everyone's all say, blah, blah, blah. And we go, yeah, we better do that. That oh sounds my like God. a smart plan. See, I don't See? know if you it's want to good. equip me with that kind of information. Now, now I'm going to tell you what she's wearing today because that's part of the podcast fun because you can't see it. So I'm going to describe it. Oh my gosh. Um, she looks great. She's wearing a bright orange top that has sort of like a poochie-like design on the front. It's kind of got brown and some creamy color and some gray, and it's great. She's wearing this really cute hat. That I knitted. You knitted this knitted hat? I knitted this hat myself. Okay, you guys, this is super complicated. It's actually got a shape. It's a little bit like, like a big floppy beret. And it's brown, and it's got a bunch of different colors of brown. And now I know you knit. I'm totally hitting it's you up for scarves and stuff. from my New York knitting stuff. arsenal that I had. You oh, know, my... like knitting for me and my kids. God, so see? So we could go out in the snow. Some some black, I think black sort Cashies. of... Cashies. And um, some nice black shoes. <laughs> and I, of course, am wearing my wetsuit. So it's working out incredibly <laughs> well. And see, what's great about this podcast is she didn't know that we think that she's super smart and we should do what she says. And I didn't know she knitted. So now I am going to be the biggest the thorn things. in your damn side. <laughs> because now I know you have this awesome skill that I, I honestly, I, I actually, as we like to say here, I have actually no marketable skills except I show up at this job. See there. So, which is great. So the fact that you actually can, can make, build things is I Produce amazing. a thing. Yeah, yeah, You can yeah. produce a thing. Yeah. And not only that, as you guys know, Chandra not only acts, but she, of course, directs and has directed a lot for the fine television programming Grey's Anatomy. I think explored your thespianic directing abilities other places, right? because right, I was over at uh, Scandal Shadowing, and That's right. I'm taking it to the Fosters in June. Which is I'll incredibly be, exciting. Yeah, going over there to direct. So um, as much as we hate not to have you with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, <laughs> I guess we can't stand in the way of your burgeoning career. It's what you birthed. It's, it, so, is what we, see, it is what we... You birthed it. <laughs> You have to let it roam around out there. Okay, we do have to let it run and scratch like the chicken it is, right? I should not try to hold it back. It has to move forward. All right, so we're here to talk about um, the episode that you directed, which is 1110, and it's called The Bed's Too Big Without You. Yeah. And a lot happens in this episode. Yeah. I mean, and what I thought was really interesting is very often we try to rate you guys light when you're in an episode. And... Dude, you are not light I'm not in this light. episode. Like no. you're all over that big nasty tumor. No, I haven't been light in a directed <laughs> by a Shonda Wilson episode in a while. <laughs> okay, what we mean by light, if you guys don't know what we mean, is we try not to write a lot of scenes for Chandra so she can actually concentrate on acting. But I have to tell you, one of my favorite was you actually we dumped you in the middle of an episode with practically no warning at one point. And it was like it was all you. Yeah. So it yeah. was literally, hey, we've got some really good news. We want to give you another episode. Here's the really bad news. You're liking every scene. <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> you have such good attitude. Surgeries. And I, you know, those are, you know, I, I go into this blind zone where I just can't think about, you know, anything. I let no peripheral information come to me <laughs> because I'm like, I have to do this thing. It was put in my lap and I have to do this thing. So sure, I may as well be in all the scenes. I'm there anyway. Uh. <laughs> what difference does it make? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, these were, we've, we've got some great surgeries there, which is some really good stuff for Meredith. It's really important for her to be an accomplished surgeon right now to make this relationship with her and Derek make sense that he's off doing his thing. So she's really got to do her thing. And that was one of the important themes um, of that episode. Which is great. And it's also, I feel like it's the legacy of Christina too, because so much of last season was the conflict between motherhood and the job. And that was so much of the conflict with Derek. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now the two of them are trying to re-examine their relationship in two different places. It seems like her actual intent devotion to first of all the 3d printer which is so great to see that back to see it come back yeah, yeah it was because it's sort of it's not a surprise but it was a surprise it was right. one of those things that pops up and you think that was one of my favorite things right. about because it was like what happened to it what happened right yeah it's in the basement yeah. someplace mm -hmm. yeah. right <laughs> It's sort of what, it's it sort was, of what you it get it was a really big thing there for a minute with the conduits and then you know it was gone so and it also i have to say this this episode has one of my all-time favorite Gray's girls conversations in it, <laughs> which is the conversation that I know a lot of my women friends and I've had, which is how does that sleeping together thing work? And right. I believe Bailey's issue has been snores, which probably Jason George isn't too pleased to hear. Snoring and hot and just in the just way. Just in the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's a general feeling like it does get crowded in there, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I really liked that thematic thread too. It was about how do I, how do I do this being alone thing? You know, even if there's a room full of people, how do I do this being alone? And, and, and we see it repeatedly throughout the episode. We see it when April ends up in the bed by herself. Unfortunately, you know, Jackson comes to join her. We, um, of course we see it with Meredith. We see it even to a certain extent, you know, with Gina Davis, you know, like being all gung-ho about this a new project and all, but you know, she's still really kind of by herself. Um, she does feel totally alone, mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. even kind of make a joke of the runner with Alex and Joe because they're in bed together right. and people keep getting up to check their phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're getting texts. Yeah. I also felt like one of the things, because I think the way that you wove that visually throughout the entire episode was so great, and you keep kind of coming back to that image. But I also, you know, it's funny, every once in a while something comes up in the show, and I think, God, I've been with this since the year of the big wind, mm -hmm. but you never really think about the fact that Meredith has never really been alone. Right. Since that, the very beginning. Since the very, very beginning. And that the first time we even see her, she's coming back from one night stand. Right. We don't know Meredith alone. And this is, this is such an amazing revelation for us to see. And for her, what do I do? Well, I think, you know, the previous episode takes a little bit of the pressure off of her and Derek's relationship because yes. you thinking, okay, they're okay. You know, they they have to exercise these different parts of their lives, right. and and they're okay. They they have made us as the audience feel like this is okay. So we don't we don't need to worry about them, right? So she can just go on and do her doctor thing, and he can do his doctor thing. And it's not so much about that, you know, she's alone, but it's just a you know the new normal. No, and it's that great conversation, which is part of this 
all that terrific stuff you do while you're waiting for the printer to finish printing. <laughs> that great sort of sound going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the whole thing that Bailey's really familiar with, because Bailey had a super long stretch before Ben, where she says, oh, there's a whole trick with daycare. You have to say you're on call. Right. And it's that thing of, okay, I've been here. Been there and done that. I've been there and done that. And what's mm -hmm. kind of nice right now is I think, look, April and Jackson are going through one of the most horrific moments of waiting in this episode that any parent can ever experience. And there's this sort of nice thing about, and you know, Meredith is going through stuff, and obviously Callie seems conflicted about being alone mm -hmm. and doesn't know how to handle it. Am getting, I supposed to move on? Am I supposed not, to stay where I am? And yeah. Owen feels the same way. So everybody... It's kind of on hold. Everybody's on hold. Mm -hmm. Except Bailey's kind of not on hold. Bailey's just <laughs> doing her thing. It's nice to see Bailey okay. Because yeah. we put Bailey through the ringer last season. Yeah, yeah. You know, the question that always comes to my mind is, but how okay is she really? Like, she's functional right now. She's good right now. But I think the things that we've set up for her, you know, stuff can pop up at any minute. And, you know, it's like, how are you going to deal with the next set of stressors? And I, I know just as an actor going forward with Bailey, it's been, even though sometimes we don't see it, depending on what piece of coverage that we're on, you know, my hands still haven't gone away a hundred percent. You know, I'm still checking in, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. but it's like a, a different set of behaviors with a different consciousness and my little purple pill or whatever color it is. I hope it's purple. <laughs> I definitely you know hope it's purple. But I love that we can kind of carry things and go back to them and, you know, and refer back to things sometimes. The flashbacks this season, I feel, have been really effective just oh, because yeah. we're in season 11, because we have a new audience, because we have, you know, audience that's been with us from the beginning. It's, it's all the stuff that reminds them why these people are where they are, how they got there, and why we're still interested in them. And I wanted to keep touching on that, you know, when it was my turn up at bat to direct, because it's like, why am I still interested in this character? Oh, mm -hmm. for these reasons. You know, I knew that when Owen went into the room that we were going to have Christina there. I just knew that oh, so because great. that was important, you know, for him. Originally, I, I thought it was maybe a chance to let that go. But, you know, what we have is that he's still really kind of there. Well, in the episode is so much about not being able to move on. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. as you said, being stuck. Yeah. And I think the way you shot it, you really get a sense that people are in between two spaces mm -hmm. a lot. Like just physically what you did visually is so interesting. And when you guys like, you should go back and look at the episode again because you were looking at story. Hmm. But what Chandra does really well, I think, is she interprets the stuff we're talking about. If you look sometimes at the way things, people are positioned, there's a lot of being between a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm, it's like, mm -hmm, it's really, mm -hmm. it's great. It works mm -hmm. incredibly well. And it's, it's just an incredibly moving episode. I, I think watching the Jackson April issue was, is so upsetting. And when her mom comes back, I mean, it's so emotional and it reminds you that when you have one of those really emotional stories, you kind of forget about things like Bailey's hand. Mm -hmm. But as you said, Bailey's hand's not going anywhere necessarily. Right, 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 know, right. It may still be a problem. Right. All that kind of pushed me, right. pull you. How hard is it for you to direct yourself? Uh, and, and I've had to go on a little journey with that because um, n now much better, but there was a time in there like maybe, so I'm, I'm about to direct my 12th episode. 
which is guys, crazy him, talk. I know it's so That's great. It's crazy talk. That's like She's half a so season, half great. a season. But I would oh. say like probably up my fourth through say my ninth <laughs> chance, I would kind of get impatient with Bailey, right? And I would say, okay, you get two takes, and that's all you get, and you 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 got to get it right. And I'd do it once, and I'd go take a look and come back and fix it and move on, you know, because I'm like interested in everybody else. And I said, that's not fair to that character. I have to give her as much time as she needs, as much attention as she needs as everybody else. So I know I've gotten better with that. But yeah, it used to be like, Shonda, you get two takes, so you just <laughs> you just better. Say all your lines the way you need to say it and hit your mark because we're moving on. <laughs> you know, that, that's so funny because I th I've actually worked with, you know, actors who've directed themselves on occasions way in the past who it was the opposite. It was, really? It was like, like give themselves too much time? Come on, baby. I got some emoting to do. God, no. And uh, so funny. I would be like, oh, Bailey's in the way in this episode. Does she really <laughs> need to be in that scene? Move her out of the way. So I get, you know, and I said, okay, I got to stop doing that because that's, you know, it's not fair not to have her there. So I've been paying much better attention to her now. And I mean, I still only do two takes, but she <laughs> just at least make sure you're, you're that she's got more her. angles. Good. Yeah. It's not just a winner with Bailey exactly. anymore. So for you guys who don't know, that means that essentially what we do is instead of doing a piece of a scene and then covering the scene from a different angle, sometimes when we're running out of time, we do this thing called a winner, which is you just, you film it one way and you can't cut into it, which means when you see it, it's just like, we do it a lot with hallways. With, with our walk and talks. Walk and talks, and, as we call it. Or people are making some really nice entrances, you know, through the nurse's station or something. Yeah. We try to pick it up in one. And they're really useful for moments that, you know, we just kind of need to breeze through a moment and not sit on it and cover it when yeah. it, it's good for like momentum if we're trying to keep energy going forward but sometimes it's like can I just do this one and then we can leave about like an hour earlier <laughs> but you know it's got to make sense it's got to make sense in the story you know? it does but you know the funny I think one of the great things about being an actor and a director is you're yes you're giving Bailey short trip but you're also so painfully aware of the time and not wasting the time because mm. you've been in that situation and you know it with somebody who's just written their time away or yeah, doesn't yeah, know yeah. what they're doing and you try to be as patient as you can but when you're in the seat then it's come on yeah, you it's like you're moving. very aware of it. Very what aware. do you think you like most about directing? Putting the pieces together at the end. You know, it's like, did, did I supply all of the puzzle pieces that my editors and my producers need to create the show, you know, that they had in mind? I'm, I'm very loyal to the script, and I think that's like the New York theater actor part of me. You know, like, that's my Bible, and that's what I'm going by. And I try not to know the show so well that I'm like, well, you know, that scene's going to come out. <laughs> that's going to get cut. Or, you know, I'm like, the thing that was given to me, that's what's going to end up on the air. So I'm very, very loyal to that and just want to know that I provided all those pieces. And especially any moments that are specifically written in by the writers, I, then I know that there was probably a long conversation about that for those words, you know, to she picks up the cup. Well, it's not an arbitrary thing. If someone has gone out of the way to write, she picks up the cup. That mm -hmm. means something. And just to make sure that I got that. And, you know, when I get to the end and I'm putting the puzzle pieces together and all of those moments are there, then that feels really cool because I feel like I did my job. So beautifully put. And I think 
we have this thing usually you do, which is called, I think, like a tone meeting <laughs> with, the, with the writer. Yeah. And Shonda, it's usually sort of like driven in the way back, even if it's another writer. It's sort of like a lot of ideas that Sean has come up with. Mm -hmm. But one of the things about the tone meeting, I think, which is great, is you actually can sit sometimes when things aren't clear and talk to the writer about exactly. what their intention was so you can hold that deer while you work, right? And and just, you know, just for clarity, because I can look at a, th a scene and think that it's a certain, you know, and then the showrunner will come along and say, no, but actually, you know, we need this to move along, <laughs> you know, and that's something I tell you. One thing that Shonda does do, though, is she usually in each episode, there's some scene or some moment that she feels is the most important thing in, in that episode. And she'll say, make, make sure you spend time with that scene because that's really important. And when I did Do You Know last season, Christina's Sliding Doors episode, Stacy comes to me and said, so I had the meeting with Shonda and we talked about it. And Shonda says that every scene is her favorite scene. And, <laughs> I was like, what am I supposed to do with that piece of information? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? So anyway, I always look for what's pivotal in each episode. So in, in 10, actually, there was a lovely scene that's no longer there before when Catherine first comes back to the hospital. And it oh, was, I love that yeah, scene, yeah. yeah, the moment with her and April's mom. And I thought that was really interesting because we haven't seen Catherine at all since last season. And I was like, mm, how do I, you know, give her her interest? She's got her new hair and everything. <laughs> so, you know, that was kind of cool. But, you know, so we do, we do it a little different now. When, when we first see her. But, you know, I like paying attention to moments like that. Just for the record, do you know, it's like one of my all-time favorite episodes of the show. Like, Sliding it's just... the doors. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. It's, I had a good time It's with that, that scene. Oh, my God, when she's watching the kids play and she's watching Owen with mm -hmm. the kids mm -hmm. and she talks to me. I still, oh my God, I just, that episode is just kills you. Just absolutely kills the you. The outtakes of them in the bubble and oh. <laughs> in the bouncy house. And all. It, was, it was some really cool stuff. And, and Jackson losing his mind, growing his beard, drinking in front of the kids. Like all of that. It's awesome. It's great. It's awesome. Stuff. It's like everybody gets to actually play out their id. <laughs> In the most vicious and horrifying way. I know Jackson is just... I was like, you really want to drink in front of the kids? He was like, yeah. I like, you go ahead and do he that. Drink in front of the kids. <laughs> You're the worst damn dad ever. Just feeling sorry for yourself over there. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you some fan questions. Ooh, fan it's questions. very exciting. Okay, good. This one is from... In a gray mood at Gray's Days One. All right. Do you get a lot of crazy surgery stories told to you by fans? Do you have people stop you ever because people think you're a real doctor? Well, their favorite thing to do is always to say, you know, what do I do if I break my finger? I, I don't know why everybody <laughs> likes to ask that question. Could you help me if I, what if, you know, if I fell down right here in front of you, would you know what to do? Like they do that. Kind of thing. Do you ever get people telling you crazy medical stories that mm. she found on the show? Mm -mm. No, not oh, so you're so isn't lucky. that weird? That is no, weird. No, uh-uh. Now, do uh -uh. you? This wasn't the question, but this happens to me all the time, uh -oh. and I, I don't even write. <laughs> I'll go to a party and I'll see a doctor who's a particular kind of doctor, like a surgeon, and whatever their specialty is, they'll come up and they'll start to question me as oh, though goodness. I am a doctor. Goodness, goodness. And say, so you work on this show, so do you think actually the orthoscopy stuff is accurate and? I'm like, look at me. I have a drink. I look at this face. Like you, can't, you guys can't see my face, but my face has a very blank look. I don't know. I'm, I'm a fake doctor. 
He say it better be because there's a whole bunch of folks that are doing do. research, <laughs> trying to figure it out. Why don't you? Why don't you corner them at a cocktail party? Like, why are you bothering me? They swear this is the story, so oh my God. that's what we shoot. Now, Aubrey May wants to know: Is it hard to remember big medical terms within the script, or is it just like memorizing any other script? And All the time. Oh, it's 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 still like I, I have to do things phonetically. Or there was a few moments in this episode where we had we had we had a, um, actually a new medical team in first in this episode because Joanne was a, went off yeah. on maternity yeah. leave. So all of a sudden the medical was different, and there were words that we hadn't used before. And the, in the surgeries, it was cra- now when the final product that you see, we've gone back and we've ADR'd over and we've said simple things like oh it's going up to the throat like we understand that <laughs> we, we had, you know other like five syllable words in there before that you know we ended up getting rid of and sometimes we we just have to take the script and we have to put it down in front of us sometime because that word is not going to go into my mental rolodex sure. i gotta look at it so yeah the medical stuff can be r- really hard unless there's some type of word association game that you can play because you really can't relate it to anything else mm-hmm, you, you mm-hmm. know you try to memorize it but you're not you're not going to be memorizing it necessarily in context because right. it's completely foreign yeah you know like i have no reason to have some of those words in my so head. it's a little bit like all of a sudden you start to speak greek and how would you just right in the middle and you don't i mean you know someone has explained to you what it means but it still doesn't mean anything, mean anything. yeah just a bunch of syllables and I've actually noticed with the table reads like I still every some just I don't know what the hell you yeah, people are that's doing we go. What, what is just that? crazy somebody balls somebody else say that please now Donnea at Donnie Ray wants to know um, what is it like going from acting the cast to directing them did, did they give you a hard time no, I think from the beginning, everybody seemed game for it. And I think it's all based on the tone that you set, kind of, right? And it's it's really important when our directors come on the floor that we feel like, okay, this person is cool. They know what they're doing. They know where they're going. They communicate effectively with everybody. I'm never in that position as, you know, this is just us. We're all just friends. It's like they need me to be their director. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm very conscious of that and... You know, that way they can be comfortable and they can do what mm-hmm. they need to do because mm-hmm. they know, okay, no, Chandra's got it. She knows what to play it. She's going to explain it to us and we can keep it moving. Um, Mikey Berg wants to know, can you find any similarities between you and Bailey? What's the hardest part about your part on the show, Chandra? So hardest you answer part. The, the first question first, which is? Uh, similarity what? would have to be work ethic. I don't think we have anything else that's similar, but our work ethic right, is right. very much so the same. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk the same, walk the same, believe in the same stuff, like nothing. And unless the camera's on me, I'm not intimidating at all. <laughs> we still do what you tell us. Okay. I don't, I don't know about that. After the fact. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we both have a really strong worth ethic ethic and are incredibly professional and want to be respected for the work that we put out there. What's difficult about Bailey? What is difficult? You know, scripts come down, you know, uh, episode after episode, and, you know, new things pop up or depending on who the writer is, like sometimes words flow real easily from my mouth, sometimes they don't. Um, And anytime I'm confused about what Bailey might think about a thing, I always refer back to the pilot episode. Like that's the thing that sets the standard to me for who she is, what her persona is, who she thinks she is anyway. And I kind of filter it 
through that pilot episode. You know, if ever I'm, I don't know, this is going sentimental or this is going too strong or whatever, right. I go, you know what, go back to her because that's the essence of who she was and then take all the confusion out. You know, it's interesting. It's one of the questions that totally dovetails with and you kind of answered was Mad Bee's Mad Buzz at <laughs> Simac 29. And she said, what does Chandra think of her character change from the Nazi to OCD, to BCB, to OCD Bailey, to now. And what's her favorite? And in a way, it's it's all the same. Yeah, like, you know, Bailey can't see that there's anything different about her, even though, see, I think the thing is, the, since the audience knows so much now, then she's not so much Nazi anymore. But as far as she's concerned, she still is. You know, <laughs> she's no, and, still... And I totally agree. And I think the things yeah. that we got to know her through the point of view of the babies, the interns, right. and mm-hmm. as the interns grew, the point of view of, who Bailey is grows. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's natural, but I suspect she's still as Nazi-ish to the group of people who are following around. We're just yeah. not following her being Nazi. And, yeah, we're just more in tune to everything. We know her backstory now. So, you know, it takes some of the edge off of it. But as far as she's concerned, you know, she's still functioning the same way she always functioned. So interesting. You know, with all the other complexities of life that come in. Final question for you, and it's not show-related. Joy wants to know at the sporty fan will chandra ever join twitter oh look at that look at all of the intimidation it's coming <laughs> my way with twitter don't tell you i'm i'm not gonna i'm the worst tweeter in the world you, you're you're a tweeter though no i'm i stink though i i officially suck like you officially suck i sort of tweeting? occasionally tweet but i rarely tweet and then then people are sort of like i followed you so you tweet and you don't even tweet. and you don't even say <laughs> Because I get so interested in reading everyone else's tweets, and I'm like, nobody wants to hear what I've got to say about my weekend or the dog or my what did I have for lunch or something. I, so I'm a terrible tweeter, but everyone else I know is a phenomenal tweeter. It's like doing it. See, I'm, gosh, I think that I would really suck at it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that I would really, really suck at it. And I get my, you know, my skin is real thin. Like, I'll get my feelings hurt in a second. And I'll have, like... 87,000 amazing tweets and then the one that says yeah but you know when are you going to do something about your nose or something like that yeah, like that's yeah. the one I'm going to focus, You're gonna focus on, on that one, right? forever and ever and then like shut down Twitter and <laughs> I know just the whole thing is like you're on and off in two seconds because someone I'm looked done. at you sideways I'm done. Yeah, totally yeah so I don't know I mean you know I have a good time living through everybody else you know <laughs> sending me messages fair like. answer Fair answer. You have a lot of filters out there. I do. You send you the love and yeah. filter out the other Justin stuff. Justin says, look, I'm sick of taking your messages. That's what <laughs> <laughs> Like, even Sada, do you even want to hear this? Because I'm sick of taking your messages. <laughs> yeah. Look, thank you so much for doing this, Chandra, because you had a day off cool. and everything, and you came in. And was it a really day? Nice I'm in prep. Don't I look like I'm prepping? You kind of do look like you're prepping. <laughs> We're, we're a little behind on the scripts, you guys, so it's all fine. You didn't so. hear that from me. The great thing about Chandra, she rolls with the punches. We gave her an episode like a day before it started. And she was like, I'm there. I'm good. Because <laughs> you know what's great? She knows the show. Oh, my god. She knows the show. Now, next time on Grey's Anatomy, all I could do is cry is the name of the episode. And I think, we're, I think April and Jackson have some things they're going to be dealing with, uh, clearly. And hopefully we're going to see more of Catherine. The lovely uh, Debbie Allen. The lovely Debbie And um, Meredith continues to struggle with juggling, I would say, is probably a fair thing to say about that. <laughs> um, next time on Scandal, okay, we're in the middle of this incredible Olivia crisis, and all I can tell you is, I'm not going to tell you anything. Yeah, I'm nothing. not just not even going to say anything. There's just no point even. Because we still you know where, we where are, she is. We're so, it's, yeah. We're Where in a is place. Olivia Pope? She's 
doing her best to do what she does Where and somehow or another, you just gotta hope. <laughs> it's super tension making, you guys. That's all I'm gonna say. It just makes me tense talking about it. And How to Get Away with Murder, She's a Murderer, is we're gonna see a shocking discovery in Sam's case. Shocking. And everything's gonna change. A lot of things are gonna change and you're not gonna wanna miss that. So remember, it's Grey's Anatomy, eight o'clock, ABC, Thursday night. Followed by Scandal, 9 o'clock, ABC, Thursday night. Followed by How to Get Away with Murder, 10 o'clock, Thursday night, ABC. Thanks for following all of our Shondaland shows on Twitter, liking them on Facebook, and getting caught up on abc.com. Watch ABC. And please don't forget your friends to subscribe to this podcast on itudes.com slash backslash Shondaland. Check it out there. We'll be back next week with a new Shondaland Reveal podcast and a fabulous guest from one of our Shondaland programs. Until then, it's Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of all three TGIT shows saying have a great week. Thank you again, Chandra. She's waving and she's saluting. And I will be back very, very soon. Have a safe week. Bye-bye.